Hello, this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 21st of June. India today reported over 53,000 new coronavirus cases, taking the overall count of infections to over 2.99 crore. The death toll has increased by 1,422 and with this, the total fatalities now stand at 388,135. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. World Health Organization chief scientist Soumya Soumyanathan said that it's too early to tell if booster shots of COVID-19 vaccine targeted against emerging variants will be needed. Bloomberg quoted her as saying and I quote, "We do not have the information that's necessary to make the recommendation." on whether or not a booster will be needed science is still evolving unquote she reasoned that calls for using booster shots are premature since high risk individuals in most countries haven't even completed the first course of vaccination yet addressing the country on the 7th international yoga day prime minister narendra modi said that yoga has become a ray of hope amid the global fight against the coronavirus crisis Meanwhile the government from today will provide free vaccines to all above the age of 18. Earlier this month PM Modi had announced that the government would revert to a system of centralized procurement of COVID-19 vaccines and make jabs free for all adults. In this the center will procure 75% of total vaccines and distribute them among states. Private sector hospitals will be able to purchase the rest 25% and charge a maximum of rupees 150 per dose home minister amit shah called this decision by the pm to be historic he said that this is an important decision in the fight against covid-19 delhi deputy chief minister manish sisodia announced that the center will be providing 15 lakh free covid-19 vaccine doses for the capital in july he said that going by this rate it will take 15 to 16 more months to vaccinate the entire delhi Congress leader Rahul Gandhi criticized the Modi government for not paying ex gratia compensation to families of those who died of the coronavirus disease. He tweeted and I quote, "It is impossible to evaluate life. Government's compensation is only a small help, but the Modi government is not ready to even do that. First the lack of treatment during the COVID pandemic and then the false figures and on top of that the government's cruelty." unquote. The center had promised a compensation of rupees 4 lakh to the families of those who have died of covid-19. However, it later told the Supreme Court that the compensation cannot be paid as the finances of central and state governments are under severe strain. Bihar's health department has set up a three-tier committee to compile, verify and update the recording and reporting of coronavirus related deaths during the second wave of pandemic NDTV reported. This comes 2 days after the Patna High Court criticized the existing system as opaque. The court had said that the Nitish Kumar government's reluctance to publish the actual figures was uncalled for and not protected by law. The Indian Express reported that after the catastrophic second wave, hotels, tourism, transports and small manufacturing units are beginning to report a disproportionate impact of the distress in the form of declining incomes and rising loan repayment defaults at the global level according to Johns Hopkins University the coronavirus disease has infected over 178.4 million people 
and killed more than 3.86 million since the pandemic broke out in December 2019. The Uttar Pradesh police booked journalist Vineet Narayan and two others for allegations made in a Facebook post regarding the land-grabbing case against Ram Temple Trust Secretary and VHP leader Champat Rai. The FIR was filed based on a complaint by Rai's brother Sanjay Bansal. The police listed 18 charges against them for conspiring to make false allegations against Rai, hurting the sentiments of crores of Hindus across the country, cheating and promoting enmity on the grounds of religion. The charges include 15 sections of the IPC and 3 under the IT Act. In a Facebook post 3 days ago, Narayan had accused Rai of helping his brothers grab 20,000 square meters of land in a cow shelter owned by an NRI. Bansal in his complaint said that he called Narayan to clear the facts of the case, but a man calling himself Rajneesh picked up the phone and threatened to kill him. Soon after the FIR was filed, Bijnor's police chief put up a video supporting Bansal's version and calling the accusations against Rai and his relatives prima facie baseless. However, he added that the matter was still being investigated. Listeners, at News Laundry, we have been bringing out exclusive information on Ram Mandir's curious land deals. In just the past week, our reporters Ayush and Basant went to Ayodhya and unearthed some startling information. In their first report they found out that the Ram Janmabhoomi Trust tasked with constructing the temple had bought land for an exorbitant rupees 18.5 crore soon after a couple Kusum and Harish Pathak sold it for just rupees 2 crore interestingly the trust also directly bought land from the couple for rupees 8 crore while this property was locally valued at just rupees 4.9 crore The land is disputed and is allegedly owned by the Sunni Waqf board. That's not all. The Pathaks with whom the trust struck a deal are absconding fraudsters who have reportedly cheated families across Uttar Pradesh's eastern belt. The Pathaks have been previously booked for cheating, forgery and criminal breach of trust. Ayush and Basant also discovered that a prime property of 890 square meters where the Grand Ram Temple complex will soon come up. belong to a mahant devendra prasad acharya until february this year on 20th of february one deep narayan bought the land from the mahant for rupees 20 lakh narayan is the nephew of rishikesh upadhyay a bharatiya janata party leader who is also the mayor of ayodhya 3 months later on 11th of may narayan sold the property to the ram janmabhoomi trust for rupees 2.5 crore both the reports are on our website They are titled Exclusive Why did the Ram Temple Trust cut deals with absconding fraudsters and Exclusive Ayodhya BJP mayor's nephew bought land for rupees 20 lakh sold it to Ram Temple Trust for rupees 2.5 crore Listeners we are a small independent news organization but we decided it was good journalism to head to Ayodhya and investigate what had happened but not everyone else agreed Several news channels took it upon themselves to question not the Modi government but the opposition for bringing up the issue in the first place. We unpack this in our latest episode of Newsense which you can find on our website and on our YouTube channel. Also remember we don't depend on corporations or governments in Uttar Pradesh or at the center for advertisements which is why we can do the work that we do. Help us do more. 
Subscribe to News Laundry today by clicking the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our website. Our subscription starts at Rs. 300 a month only. Yesterday, three men were lynched in Khoai district of Tripura on suspicion of cattle smuggling. According to Scroll, the deceased were identified as Jayad Hussain, Bilal Mia and Saiful Islam. The men were lynched after residents of Naman Joypura village found that three of them were carrying five cattle in a vehicle in the early hours of Sunday. A mob stopped their vehicle near Uttar Maharanipur village about 10 kilometers away and assaulted them. The Indian Express reported that the three men were taken to local primary health centers and later to Gobind Ballav Panth Hospital at Agartala, where they were declared brought dead. A case against unknown people for mob lynching has been registered in Kalyanpur police station. So far, no one has been arrested. Three militants were killed in a gunfight in Gun Brat area of Baramulla district in Jammu and Kashmir. According to Skrul, a top-ranked commander of the Lashkari Taiba identified as Mudassar Pandit was also killed in the gunfight. Pandit was recently involved in the killing of three policemen, two councillors and two civilians. Kashmir Inspector General of Police Vijay Kumar told Skrul that the killing of Lashkari Taiba commander Mudassar is a big relief for the local population. The police identified another militant as Asrar Abdullah, a resident of Pakistan who had been active in North Kashmir since 2018. Following information about the presence of at least three militants in the area, a joint operation of the Army, Jammu and Kashmir Police and the Central Reserve Police Force was launched last night. According to police, a search operation to capture more militants is still on. Earlier on 12th of June, two policemen and as many civilians were killed in a militant attack in North Kashmir's Sopur town. The attack also left two other police personnel injured. The police had blamed the Lashkari Taiba for this attack. Twitter restricted around 50 tweets that contain videos and images of a Muslim man being assaulted in Uttar Pradesh's Ghaziabad. According to Media Nama, Twitter's move came after legal demands from the Indian government. The tweets will be withheld for users in India. The information is based on a recent filing by Twitter with the Lumen database, which collects and analyzes legal complaints and requests for removal of online materials. The Ghaziabad police had claimed that the assault had pertained to a personal dispute, but had been portrayed in a communal manner on social media. Earlier, the police had booked Twitter, Twitter India, alt news journalist Muhammad Zubair, independent journalist Rana Ayub and Sabah Nakwi, the wire and Congress leaders for provoking communal sentiments. Meanwhile, NDTV reported that Manish Maheshwari, managing director of Twitter India, told the UP police that he is available for questioning on video call. He was asked by the police last week to report to a police station at Loni border within seven days. Maheshwari said that he does not deal with the case directly. Citing sources, the report claimed that the Ghaziabad police is not satisfied with the reply and may send another notice to Twitter. The assault on the elderly Muslim man named Abdul Samad took place on 5th of June. On 13th of June, a video went viral on social media showing a group of unidentified men assaulting Samad and cutting off his beard in Loni. Two days later, Samad had alleged through a Facebook Live 
that he had been abducted and forced to chant Jai Shri Ram and Vande Mataram. Since then, a volley of allegations and counter-allegations has muddied the waters about the nature and motivation of the assault. So, my colleague Ashwini and I hit the ground to investigate it further. We found out that Samad had filed two complaints, on 6th of June and on 7th of June. While the June 6th complaint has a mention of Samad being forced to chant Jai Shri Ram, the June 7th complaint does not. We also found out that a key character in the story is Umed Pahalwan Idrisi and nobody seems certain about his motivations. To know more, read our report titled Gazabad Attack, The Mystery of Two Complaints and a Samajwadi Party Leader. A US-based advocacy group, Democracy for the Arab World Now, called on United Kingdom authorities yesterday to investigate the death of a prominent Emirati, Allah al-Siddiq. According to Al Jazeera, 33-year-old Allah reportedly died in an automobile collision in Oxfordshire on Saturday. She was the executive director of the UK-based ALQST, which is a non-profit organization advocating greater freedoms and human rights in the Gulf region. In its statement on Sunday, Dawn asserted that the UK police should ensure that no foul play was involved in the death. In light of the fact that the UAE, Saudi Arabia and Bahrain have violently targeted activists in the UK and around the world. Dawn also called on the UAE for the immediate release of Muhammad al-Siddiq, Allah's father and a prominent activist who has been held in detention by Emirati authorities since 2013. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these distressing times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.